Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erev and Daf Kuf Gimel. We're starting 10 lines from the top with a brand new Mishnah. Today's daf is sponsored by Schos Tamima Ora Baschaya Devora. She should have endless energy for her children and the continued ability to serve Hashem Basimcha. Now, there are certain blemishes that an animal may not have on its skin and will prevent it from being brought as a carbon. One of these is the abelis, a wart. And the Mishnah says, We are allowed to cut this wart off of the animal in the base of Mekdash, but not in the Medina, meaning outside the base of Mekdash. This is talking about removing it by hand. Then, Makli, if you're doing so with a Kli, with an instrument or an implement meant for this, Kanvakana Asr in both places, the base of Mekdash and outside of it, it's going to be Asr. So now the Gemara is going to ask him a question from Mishnah and Psachim, and this is going to be the question that brings us all the way to Amun Bez until the next Mishnah. For a minute, we have a steer from Mishnah and Psachim. Kivoy, carrying it in the Rosh Hashanah, talking about the carbon Pesach, or bringing it from outside the Tchum, or cutting off its Yabelis, ain't Daichin, that's not Daichin Shabbos. Rebbe says it is Daichin Shabbos. What well, we see from the Tanakhama that he says that cutting off a wart of a carbon is not going to be Daichin Shabbos, whereas our Mishnah says it is Daichin Shabbos. So we have a stira. So now the Gemara provides us with our first two of four answers. Rebbe Lezer, one of them says, Hava Havalacha. Both these Mishnahs are talking about where the wart is moist. There's no stira. Our Mishnah is talking about removing it by hand, whereas the other Mishnah is talking about removing it by kli, and that's Aser. The Chadam, or the other one says, Haba Haba Yad, that we're talking about removing it by hand. Veloy Kasha, there's no Sira. Haba Lacha, Haba Yavesha. One's talking about where it's moist, the other's talking about where it's dry. And now we're going to understand this further. Ulaman Amar Haba Yad, Haba Kli, my time Loy Amar Haba Lacha, Haba Yavesha. According to Mandarma, that says the difference between Mishnais is that you removed it either with your hand or with a kli. Why didn't he say the difference is that one's moist and one's dry? So Amar Lacha, he'll tell you, Yavesha, if it's dry, I feel Bechli Namishari, you'd be allowed to remove it even with a kli. My time, why is that? If Ruchi Farcha, because it completely crumbles off. And therefore, even removing with a kli isn't really considered like you're doing anything. So therefore, we have to say that the difference is removing a biyad uba kli. According to Mandam, that said the difference is that one's moist and one's dry. My time alarm or habiyad habakli. Why didn't he say the difference between the two mishnais is one you're removing it by hand and one bakli? He'll tell you bakli hatanan. We already have a mishnah that talks about kli. Our mishnah says in bakli, if removing it with a kli, kanvikan asr. It's asr in both cases. So there's no reason to mention it in another mishnah in psachim. And now we answer for the other Mandam, according to him, now, which it says in Mishnah Psachim that you're not allowed to remove it with a kli, Mishim the Kabayi flew Rabbanan, and that's because we had to make a differentiation between Rabbanan and Rabbanan. The Rabbanan allows to remove it with a kli. V'idach and the other man the Amar Domiyadar Kivay Vavasim Uchasat Chum Ketani Rabbanan. The reason why we mention not removing a wart is because it's similar to the previous cases of carrying it in the Shusram or bringing it from outside the Tchum, and those are Yisur Rabbanan. So to removing a wart is an Yisur Rabbanan, and it must be. It's talking about removing a wart by hand because with a kli it would be an Yisur Daraisa. V'idach the other man the Amar. Harkiva do like Rav Nasan. He says the isra of carrying it in the Rishos Rabim is not like Rav Nasan. The Amar that he says that something that's alive really carries itself, and there's no real isra dairaisa of carrying in the Rishos Rabim. It's just isra drabanan. That Mahanda Amar holds that it's isra dairaisa to carry an animal in Rishos Rabim. And Avasim Chutzot Chum carrying it from outside the Chum. That's also an isra dairaisa. Kribi Kiva. That's like him. The Amar Chum and dairaisa. He says the isra of Chum and dairaisa. Therefore, according to that Mahanda Amar, this Mishnah Meseches Pesachim are talking about isra dairaisa, not isra drabanan. But now the Gemara is going to ask on that. Because Musa Rav Yosef, Amr Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Lezer said to support his position in that Mishnah that you're allowed to do all these things that the Mishnah mentioned. Kavuchaimer, you have a Kavuchaimer. Mashchita, just like shechting an animal on Shabbos. Shimishom Malacha, that's a real Esther Malacha Dairaisa. Daichas Shabbos, that's still going to be Daichas Shabbos. Elu, but these things in the Mishnah Masechas Pesachim, Shimishom Shvos, they're only Asim and Rabbanon. And it didn't Shiyitchos Shabbos. For sure, they should be Daichas Shabbos. So we see that the whole discussion of that Mishnah Masechim is talking about Isuri Dairabanon, not Isuri Dairaisa. So El Amr Rav Yosef, he says we have a totally different understanding in between our Mishnah and the Mishnah Masechas Pesachim. 
Both these Mishnahs are talking about where he's removing the wart by hand, and we just have to redefine what type of Shavos is permitted in the base of Mikdash. Ushavos Mikdash and Isra That's going to prevent us from doing something base of Mikdash related, the Mikdash. So if we're in the base of Mikdash itself, Hitiru, so that's permitted. But Shavos the Mikdash, the Medina, a Shavos that's going to prevent us from doing something in the base of Mikdash. But we're talking about that we're in the Medina, we're outside the base of Mikdash, such as bringing a carbon Pesach and Rosh Hashanah Lahitiru, so that's not Mutter. And Yasim Abai Vakamal Hashemaitza, Abai was sitting and saying this answer of Rav Yosef over. We had a Mishnah if a person sitting reading a scroll on a scuba on a landing, when his goggle say from Yade and it rolled out of his hand, he's still holding on to part of it. He's still had to roll it back to himself. And we're assuming right now that he's sitting on a landing, which is Rashusa Yachid, and it rolled into the Rashusa Rabim. So what's Rav Safra's question? Over here, it's a Shvusta Mikdash. It's not really based on Mikdash related, it just means that it's Kadosh related, it's holy related, because he's sitting and reading a holy scroll, and he's in the Medina, he's outside the base of Mikdash. Then maybe it's going to completely fall out of his hands and that he might end up bringing it back to himself. So we see that we're not geyser in Isra Shvos when it has to do with something holy, even if it's outside the base of Mikdash. So the Gemara responds, No. Didn't we say that this Iskupa wasn't Rosh Hashanah It was a Karmelis. Rosh Hashanah and there was a Rosh Hashanah right in front of it. Since he's still holding on to part of the scroll, there isn't even an Isra Shvos. Because even if he were to let go of the scroll completely and then bring it back to himself, that would be an Isra Shvos of bringing from Rosh Hashanah into a Karmelis. So now that he's holding onto part of it, there's no reason to be geyser. We had said previously in the Gemara, this would be Xero Xero. So therefore, we don't have a question of Rav Safra on Abai. However, the Gemara says, Eisvei, Rav Safra continues asking on Abai, Meshal Shonasa Pesach Hotanur Im Chashecha, we're allowed to lower the carbon Pesach into the oven right before dark. This is talking about when Pesach is on Shabbos. So there's an Isra usually of placing meat on a fire before Shabbos to finish roasting on Shabbos. However, it is permitted to take the carbon Pesach and put it into the oven right before Shabbos in order to roast so that it could be ready on Shabbos. And we say, over here, the Shvos de Mikdash Medina. this is the Shvos that's based on Mikdash related, but we're doing it in the Medina, we're cooking it right outside of our house, not in the base of Mikdash. And we didn't make Xer that maybe he's going to end up stoking the coals, which is usually what the Xer is when we're putting regular meat on the fire right before Shabbos. So the Gemara says, Ish, the Kabai was quiet. He also commanded Rav Yosef. When he came in front of Rav Yosef, Armalai, he said, Rav Safra. This is what Rav Safra asked me. Armalai, so Rav Yosef told him, My time, Lord Shanilai, why didn't you answer him? The the people that have gotten together to join him for the Karm Pesach, there's reason, they're conscientious, and they're going to ensure that they're not going to be Mechatim Why didn't you answer him that? The reason why he didn't is because Kahanim's reason, hey, Namrina. We always say that Kaihanamar's reason, they're very conscientious. But Bnei Chabur's reason, we never say anywhere that the Bnei Chabur's reason, that's why he didn't answer that to Rav Safra. And now the Gemara provides us with our fourth answer. Rav Amr, he says, Rabbi Lezer, he both Mishnahs and Rabbi Lezer. The Amr, he says, Machshir Mitzvah, Dechnes Shabbos, preparatory things for a Mitzvah are Dechnes Shabbos. Now, both of these Mishnahs are talking about he's doing a Bayad, and both of them are discussing a moist wart. However, Aramish is referring to something that couldn't be done yesterday. It was EF Shurlasis, Me'esmol. That's why on Shabbos we're allowed to cut it off. Whereas the Mishnah Psachim is talking about we were able to do it the day before, so therefore it's Asr. But now we still have to answer a question. If the Machshiri Mitzvah are Daicha Shabbos, so why are we only allowed to do it Biyad? We should be allowed to do it with a Kli. So the Gemara answers that. Umayd Rebelezer, Rebelezer does agree the Kamad Efshel Shanui Mishaninon, that if you're able to make some sort of change from the norm, then you should. Even though, according to the letter of the law, you are allowed to cut it off Bikli, still you should change and do it Biyad if you're able to.
How do we know that? We have a brice. We have a kind that has a wart on him. His friend could bite it off with his teeth. He could bite it off with his teeth. He's not allowed to do it with a kli. Only his friend is allowed to do it. He's not allowed to do it himself. Money. So who's this brice? So like, it's like the Rabbanon. We're talking about doing this in the base of Mikdash. Since the Rabbanon said, that really this is always only us or just because of shvos. So what the difference be if his friend bites it off or if he bites it off? It must be that this brass is Rebbe Lezer. The Amr, he says, they usually doing such a thing would be a chiv chatas. Over here, even the machshir mitzvah Shabbos, he has to cut this wart off himself so that he could do that vayt in the base of Mikdash. If not, he's not allowed to. So that's machshir mitzvah. So usually it's daicha Shabbos. Still, as much as we're able to deviate from the norm, we should. That's why his friend should do it and his friend should do the biting. Umar says, not a raya. And really, this brass could be the rabbanon. And if this wart was on his stomach, and then you're 100% right, meaning on a place that's easy for him to access, that he could bite it off himself. What are we talking about over here? It was on his back, and he would have to bite it off his back, which is quite impossible. Or on his elbows. He can't remove it, so therefore he has to have his friend do it. But the Gemara asks, if this is really the rabbanon, he should be able to remove it by hand. He shouldn't be limited to biting it off. And we should say this brass is like Rebbe Lazar. The Amr Lazar, he had said, the whole machlek is whether or not you're allowed to remove it by hand. Everyone would say that you're chayiv if you remove it with a kli. So that's why we see over here that the chum would say that you have to remove it with your mouth. And here's the machlek, it's just like Rebbe Lezer said that it is. We say that can't be because according to you, Rebbe Lezer nami, even according to Rebbe Lezer, it's problematic. He should be allowed to remove it by hand. Why is this brisa limiting it to saying that he has to bite it off? So hi, my, what do we say here? If you want to say Rebbe Lezer, that this brisa is Rebbe Lezer, that's why they made Xera yad atukli, meaning don't remove it by hand, even though technically it should be mutter, it's because maybe you're going to end up removing it by kli. El but if you're going to say it's rabbanon, he should be allowed to remove it by hand, and there shouldn't be any sort of issue. Vesu midi, and there are no more questions to ask. Therefore, we conclude that this brass on the top, that if a kind has a wart, it must be bitten off by his friend, is Rabbi Lezer's opinion, proving that when possible, a deviation from the norm must be done, proving that Rava's explanation from the bottom of the previous Amud of the difference between our Mishnah and Mishnah Psachim is a valid explanation. And in this Mishnah presents yet another difference in between Mikdash and Medina. Kain Shalakabetz by a kind that has a wound on his finger, and he doesn't want to do the Avoidah with his wound showing. He's allowed to wrap a gemi, a reed around it, in the Mikdash in order to let him do the Avoidah, and it also helps heal his finger. Avoloim Medina, he's not allowed to do so in the Medina, because it's an Isra Jabanan. In Mohaitzidam, however, if he's wrapping this gemi around his finger in order to get blood out of it, to extract the blood, Kan Vakan Asr, in both places it's going to be Asr, because that's an Isra Dairaisa of healing his finger. And the Gemara says, Amar Avihuda this is only taught al-gemi, only when we're talking about a reed, but this little ornamental belt type bandage that he's putting on his finger, that would be usr. Why? Because that's considered like too many begadim. We know that a standard kain wears four begadim, and he's not allowed to wear any more than that. And this little ornamental belt is considered like another beged, so he's not allowed to put that on his finger. Rabbi Yechon he says, We only said that it's usr to wear extra begadim in a place where you usually wear clothing. But in a place where you usually don't wear clothing, there's no type of big day kahuna that he puts on his finger. That's an issue of wearing too many big day kahuna. 
I asked the Gemara of a typical Mishum Chatzitza. Why don't we say that there's an issue of Chatzitza? He's not allowed to have anything being chotzeit separating his hand and doing the Avaida. The Gemara answers either Bismal that it's on his left hand and he does the Avaida with his right hand, Inamiyamin, or this wound is on his right hand, Vishalayb Makam Avaida, but it's a place where he doesn't do Avaida with it, meaning let's say it's on the back of his finger, says Rashi, and that's not a place where he does Avaida. He only does the Avaida with the front of his hand, so therefore there won't be any issue of Chatzitza. We say, well, Rav, this is not like Rav, if you're putting something on your skin in a place where begadim usually are supposed to be, even if it's one thread, that's going to be chatzitza. So if he has a thread on his leg, let's say, and that's preventing the pants from touching his leg, so that's going to be chatzitza. However, if you're putting something on your skin in a place where the begadim are not supposed to be, if it's three by three finger breaths big, so then it's going to be chatzitza. Less than three by three, that's not a chatzitza. Now, he's for sure arguing on Rabbi Yechanan because Rabbi Yechanan says, if it's not b'makam begadim, there's no problem whatsoever of chatzitza. But Ad Rabbi Huda Breid Rabchia, me name a pliga, who says that Rav is arguing with Rabbi Huda Breid Rabchia? Shani tzilzal katan the chashev. It's possible that this tzilzal katan, since it's considered chashev, it's this little ornamental belt bandage, so it's considered chashev, and it would be chatzitza even according to Rabbi Huda Breid Rabchia. So there's not necessarily a raya that Rav argues with Rabbi Huda Breid Rabchia. However, lishna chrina amrila. There's another way of teaching this over. Am Rabbi Huda Breid Rabchia. Lashon on this is only taught el gemi. If we're wrapping a gemi around the finger, avol tzilzal katan, but this little ornamental belt bandage, chetzitz that's a chatzitza. Rabbi Yechonomer, he says, We didn't say there's a chatzitza if it's less than three by three al makam begadim, only if it's in the place of the begadim. And this tzotzot katan is going on his finger, and that's not makam begadim, and it's definitely less than three by three finger breaths. If it's not in the place where he usually puts his begadim, kuftalat amad alf on the top, then three by three would be a chatzitza. If it's less than three by three, it's not a chatzitza. And v'hainu derav amar v'chizda, that's exactly what Rav said v'shem Rav chizda. We suggest, let's say this is not like Rav Yehuda Breda Rav we say, Shani this ornamental belt bandage is chashev, so it's possible that even Rav Yehuda Breda Rav would say that it's considered a chatzitza. But now we're going to ask, according to him, the Mishnah teaches us that a kind is allowed to wrap a gemi around his finger in the Vesem Mikdash, which I mean in Tzotokotan, it should teach us he's allowed to wrap this ornamental belt bandage around his finger. It's a bigger chinesh to say you're allowed to do that as opposed to wrapping a gemi. So we say, no, the reason why is because Milsag of we're teaching us a side point, the gemi masi, that this gemi, it heals his finger, and nonetheless, that's still mutter in the base of Mekdash. As opposed to it, Sultan Katan doesn't necessarily heal his finger, so it's not necessarily as big as a Chiddush. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.